Broski here, and right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, they talking all of they talking all of they talking all of Hello everybody and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery. With me this week are my good friends and under the weather, Ek Two Fly, Eric Trembicki. What's up, what's up? Still made it onto the show as a real trooper would. Yeah, one way or another, right? Yeah. And my good friend. Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd. We call him Alo. The ladies call the him. The ladies call him Baylo. Baylo. Welcome to the show. Syndication, baby. Yes, we are officially in syndication. We are past 100 episodes. Episode 101. Um, so I guess we're, like, we're, a, like, we're like. We're like the damn Dalmatians. Exactly. Or we're like an introductory course. We're teaching an introductory course in pro wrestling. Uh, before we get into the show. Listen to Falls Count Anywhere with Derek and Russ. The Perfect Edge with Donovan. Throwback Madness. We have one out right now. Armageddon 08. We will have one out in a few weeks. Royal Rumble 95. Unsanctioned. We have 24 of them in, in on the back burner. We should have a 25th one soon. Five-star ratings and reviews on iTunes. Alo, would you like to move some merch? Yes, if you want to embrace the match, you can do so at whatamaneuver.net, and if you're tired of the same old wrestling tees, you can head over to kyleandnubble.com and use promo code MATTMADNESS for 10% off your order, and if you want to see some fun and if you want to see some fun and shenanigans, head over to Preps <laughs> YouTube channel, you, um, username Elroy Preps, and check out the first two Matt Madness vlogs. Uh, give, that a sus- give that a subscribe, too. Yes, fun and shenanigans is a good way to put it. <laughs> we have... A Russian national, a Soviet national anthem. We have one that actually has Nikolai Volkov on it. <laughs> who who would have expected those two things in a vlog back to back? It wasn't even planned. It wasn't yeah, even it, planned. It just happened. I don't I don't know how. Um, so we had Clash of Champions this week. Before we get into the show, just a couple of things I wanted to get into real quick. There's a rumor of Vince McMahon <laughs> bringing back the XFL. And that he's he's started some trademarks, and like or applied for some trademarks and some licensing for the XFL. I don't know how you guys feel about it. There's like a small part of me that is like I like that he's doing it because I hate Roger Goodell, and I hate the NFL. I in fact just won a fantasy football league without having watched the NFL <laughs> since 2015. But as much as I would like to see him take on the NFL and put a dent in the NFL. To me, this feels like a lot of the same overextending, like the whole thing with 205 Live. Like, we're going to start doing live events now. Well, guess what? Nobody cares enough about the show for you to take it on the road, and it's going to fail. The That UK show, they never even got it off the ground. They were supposed to do it, that, right? Like, last year. Never happened. Two, 205 Live, they're now going, they're going to do a 205 Live shows with people that weigh above 205. Yep. Yeah, and I just feel like, before you take on something like the XFL, like you can't even consistently deliver on a weekly basis on the main product that you are. <laughs> Why are you going out to do something else? I feel like they have their hands in way too many pots, and everything is so. Well, the, the main show is suffering. I don't know. Do either of you want to see the XFL? 
I have a confession. Okay. In 2001, I was drinking the juice. This is a 10 year old Alo, and I had an XFL football. <laughs> uh, so did I. Oh, did you? Yeah, okay. I, was, I, I was into it when it was there, and I wished it would have succeeded. But at this point, I'm like, I don't think you need to be wasting your time on that. You don't have money to, to put into production on Raw and SmackDown and your pay-per-views, but you're going to put money to start a football league? Like, I, I like the idea of it, but I think the sad, honest truth that everyone knows, I mean, it's going to fail. It failed the first time. It's going to fail the second time. I think but if, maybe, he wants, if he wants to go piss some money away, yeah, go for it. <laughs> so part I'll of tune what I, in opening week. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. If it was on, I'd probably watch it. Um, but I think what happens is when ESPN does a 30 for 30 about something negative, they usually put a very positive spin on it. And I think Vince might have been drinking that Kool-Aid <laughs> where they tried to make it out like it failed because they had a couple of production issues early on that made people zone out. And I think maybe he thinks, oh, if we did it right, we could do it. Well, unfortunately, Vince, I, I don't think you can, and I don't think anybody thinks you can. Um, and the, the other thing I wanted to get into. Maybe the good thing is if he focuses on that, at least somebody else can f- focus on the booking for uh, Raw and SmackDown. So you think maybe this is the way to get him I, to step I away? I think his son-in-law. I think his son-in-law is encouraging it. Like, oh yeah, Vince, this is a good idea. Yeah, go for it. Go in, balls deep. Give give it all you got. Meanwhile, Triple H is going to grab the book and he's going to say, "Let's go." <laughs> well, I mean, that may be what is happening, and I, I would not hate that one bit if that is what's happening. Um... We'll see, though. I, I don't think that they're going to do it. I don't think they will get that off the ground, but I guess we won't know until we know. Uh, have the two of you seen the now infamous Young Bucks, Flip Gordon, and whoever the hell else was involved in that spot from the show, I guess, over the weekend? Friend of the show. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. I, I didn't get to see the show, but I, I've seen the clip going around that everyone's bashing. Okay, that's what I've seen the clip. Um... What do you guys feel about that little segment? Bestie? Because I have thoughts on it. <laughs> but I, I don't know if you guys want me to give my thoughts first or if you'd like to give your thoughts first. Uh, I, I guess I'll go first. I mean, the way I look at it, I don't know. Um, I guess it could be nitpicking. I don't think it was the cleanest attempt at that that they've done. Um, but again, we, we always talk about wrestling being subjective. Is it, something different? Um and all of those guys are smaller guys. I mean, would everyone be hating that? I, I'm sure there would be people hating it. But if you saw a uh, eight-man tag match or in 205 Live and that same spot happened, would it be getting as much heat? I, I don't know. Does it bother me? Do I think it's killing the business? Like, so many people are countlessly putting on Twitter. No, I don't look at it that way. So I mean, that's my thought to me. I don't know any other direction I'm really sh- I should go. Halo, you have any thoughts? <clears throat> yeah, like Eric said, it's just it's supposed to be fun, so I don't I don't take it as deep as mostly mostly other people did and bash it the way it is. Because remember, it is the Bucks and Flip Gordon, and the thing with the Bucks is they've been noted for being really fun in the ring, and they had the, they had their antics. The same thing with Flip Gordon. We saw um, Flip Gordon at Ring of Honor in Oct- in October and November when we did go. He did a lot of that too, a lot of a lot of the flips, avoiding the drop kicks. That's just a, the fun style that they have, and it's entertaining to the wrestling fan. So I don't really take that much criticism in that. So I don't. I'm not going to be Jim Cornette 
or Vince Russo and say it's killing the business because I do believe wrestling is subjective and different people like different things. I say it almost every week on this show. With that being said, I hated it. I despise that simultaneous dropkick spot that you see all the time now, and especially when it's like six guys all at once doing it. I thought it was like way too silly, and I didn't like it. Uh, one of my favorite guys, Daniel Cormier, criticized it. and He took a lot of heat for criticizing it. Phil Baroni, another former MMA guy, criticized it and took a lot of heat for criticizing it. I know Cody defended it, which I respect him and applaud him for sticking up for his guys. Exactly. Um, but that that particular style to me is a little too much for my taste. I don't like it. I don't really appreciate it. I'm not a fan of it. But then I kept seeing these fans saying, all of a sudden all these fans are saying, oh, well, wrestling is all different styles. Why do you have to criticize it? And then all I can think of is, like, you are probably the guys who are booing Roman Reigns and saying WWE sucks because Roman sucks and John Cena sucks. So you can, you can bitch and complain and cry that somebody didn't like the, the flippy, kicky stuff, whatever you want to call it, but you'll turn around and take a dump on anything you don't like. So then why criticize anything? Like, if you're going to criticize things that you don't like, why can't other people criticize the things they don't like? It's kind of how our politics have gotten, where there's like one side and the other, and both sides think the other side is a bunch of idiots. Um, so my feeling is everybody's free to, to like what they like and not like what they don't like. And I, I don't think the criticism of it is necessarily bad. And would it have gotten as much attention if Daniel Cormier didn't make a big deal about it? Cause I think that got it even more notoriety than it had initially. Yeah. Cause flip, that happens all the time with Flip Gordon in the Bucks. So that's not, that's nothing new. Yeah, like yeah. You well, you it. always see when, when when the Bucks are doing those type of things, and you get that spot. Whereas, you know, two people doing the dropkick, as you're saying, you're not a fan of. Um, I I think it's one of those things. I don't even want to say it's fifty fifty because we all see how much love the Bucks get. Uh, you know, you go to a WWE event, any indie show, whether the Bucks are on the card or not, you're seeing Bucks and Bullet Club merch. So there's obviously a huge fan base for them. The thing, I guess I don't necessarily, I don't know. It's just one of those things. That's a bad spot. It wasn't, I don't think it was executed right. I think that could have looked better. And I'm not trying to nitpick it because, um, again, it's, it's like Laugh would say if he was here. I, you know, I've never tried to do a drop kick at someone the same time <laughs> they, they do a drop kick to me. So I, I don't know how that is really supposed to play out. Um, I know, like my, my best friend just brought up in October, we were at the ECW arena, we saw the Bucks, we saw Flip Gordon, it was an eight-man tag, there was spots like that, but from second row, everything looked clean as hell. Um, I mean, there, I had no nitpicks on it, but when I'm watching that little gif or on Twitter going by or in the sequence, I was like, uh, this, it, it looks sloppy. So if anything, I could see why people complain about it being sloppy, but I don't want to crucify the Bucks on that. And I mean, past, if anything, you, can, you know, uh, this past summer, we watched um, Ring of Honor Best in the World together, um, obviously I, I mainly wanted to see that for Cody's match. That was yeah. the match. He, he won the world title. And I thought that was, I thought that match alone was better than any of his one-on-one -on -one matches he ever had in WWE. And then, but everyone else that we were with, 
they all said the best match of the night was the tag title match, which was the Bucks defending their titles. Yeah, I don't want it to come across like I'm hating on the Bucks or I don't think they're good because I do think they're good. That spot, especially that two guys drop kicking each other at the same time, like I've seen it enough and I don't really yeah. see it anymore. I don't like it. Um, and I really especially don't like people who complain about everything crying that somebody's complaining about the thing they like. I want to hit on that because you kind of transition to one thing I had to say on the end of the show. <laughs> I think I found the set of fans that are more hypocritical than WWE fans. Star Wars fans. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to put that out there because the things I'm seeing in the complaining is completely ridiculous. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, it's just since you're going to hit her on that. I'm talking with a couple coworkers, and they're all like, oh, what do you think about the movie? What do you think about the movie? I was like, well, I like it, but... Man, I, and I, in my exact words, I was like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a mark for Star Wars. I was like, I'm going to see it again. They're like, you're going to? I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm probably see it at least once or twice again while it's in the theater. And I, I naturally already have two nit, uh, nitpicks about the movie. And then I think I, I like it because I'm a Star Wars fan. And I feel like it's just one of those things. Like, you, you see it again, maybe you'll appreciate it more or you're going to find more that you're going to dislike. Yeah, because for me, I, I'm day seven ish on Star Wars. <laughs> so for me, it's like I understand that you're passionate day about seven. something. For example, mm-hmm. Justice League. I hate it. Justice League. I'm nope, that's a whole other rant for another day. Yeah, but I'm passionate about that. So episode Star Wars episode seven. That was the first thing when I actually like sat down and saw it. And I've, I've watched all the other ones since then. But the thing is, a lot of people are complaining because. Star Wars has all these, all these fan theories about what's going on. Right after episode 7 was what happened in episode 8. And a lot of people, they're upset that none of their theories happened in episode 8. And what they don't understand is they got a whole, Ryan Johnson gave him a whole different movie and what they didn't expect. So he actually did something good there. Yeah. And at the same time, exactly. you didn't get answers that you wanted, but you got answers to some of the things. But at the same time, there's a third movie coming out. I call that <laughs> Lostitis. <laughs> and a lot of people complain about social media makes everybody think their opinion matters more than it does but before social media there was message boards and lost was one of the early shows that had like a very popular message board where i feel like a lot of people on not the cast but like a lot of people on the creative team of lost were participating in the message board and i think lost got caught up in trying to end the show in a way that nobody predicted. And then fans got mad that their predictions weren't coming true. Mm-hmm. And then that becomes what it is for everything. That's what WWE fans do. Like, oh, I think this is going to happen at Rumble. And then this is going to happen at Mania. And then when it when the thing you wanted to happen doesn't happen, you say it sucked. So there, it's fi- I think it's fine to like project ahead and try to figure things out. But you can't base your enjoyment on whether you were right or not. Yeah. Because they're not writing the show based on trying to make you write. Yeah, Star Wars gets a showstopper. Excellent. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I think I'm going to see it on Thursday or Friday. Um, yeah, but that that was my feelings on on that. Don't cry about don't don't scream and yell about Roman Reigns being shoved down our throat and then cry when somebody else says the flippy style is not their thing. Like it's everyone's prerogative to like what they like and not like what they don't. Um, Clash of Champions, Ayla, would you like to give our listeners a refresher on our rating system? Yes, yeah, so the horrible show is a job for Fossil Mr. Slobberknocker. It's a fantastic show, it's a showstopper. 
So I'm just going to go first. This was almost a jobber for me. <laughs> it was barely a slobber knocker. Um, I think just the fact that the talent is as good as it is saved it for me. Like, I thought the tag match was really good. I really enjoyed it. Definitely. I, I always match love watching. Yeah, I always love watching AJ. Um, and and uh, CK, CK got some uh, eyes rolled at him last week when he said it's going to be a match of the night. Go ahead, CK. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He did. I said um, that as well. <laughs> what was that? I said that as well, Bestie. Yeah, I, I feel like... I, I don't remember anyone rolling your, their eyes at you. <laughs> That's because Joey took all the heat first. <laughs> and by the time we got to Alo, it was like safe travels from there. Um, but I just feel like nothing ultimately really happened. Nothing really got moved forward. I feel like even the Shane and Daniel Bryan story, it didn't wasn't like a big thing. It was just like kind of about the least you could have expected to happen. Um, but do you remember like when we used to talk about WWE being the place that would like elevate everything? Like, oh, imagine if the broken Matt Hardy thing happened in WWE, how amazing it would be. And, or some of these indie guys were like, oh, imagine, I said this to Leo Rush, like imagine your creativity being on that platform. And now I feel like WWE is just holding people back. Mm-hmm. And like the fact that the individual talent is so good, it's elevating WWE, but WWE is not making them better or making them more enjoyable. Like Brazongo, that caught on out of nowhere. And now it's relegated to dot com. And <laughs> well, it, it, that's the thing. It got hotter than they wanted it to, and then now they basically threw it in the trash. Yeah, Slater and Rhino got hot, and they killed that. Rusev and English, like that's just a matter of time before they do it to that. But like, why find something good like Fashion Files? Put it on dot com because who the hell is like just kind of watching WWE? I feel like at this point you're either like in or you're out. And I don't think there's much in between. Um, so for me, it's barely a slobber knocker, only because some of the matches were good, and I, I enjoy that I get to see some of the talent that I do. Halo, your rating? Yeah, um, I'm going to give it a low slobber knocker. It was really hard to care about this show because one thing I noticed, like remember when SmackDown was good? There was yeah, no, well, over a year, a year ago. Yeah, so when SmackDown was good, there was very limited Shane McMahon in limited McMahon or authority figure involvement. And that was the most important thing because that was, that was so refreshing other than Raw. But SmackDown basically relegated themselves to ter- relegated themselves into turning into Raw. So, for example, in the Owen Zayn match, we're more into, we're just like, all the attention's on Shane and Brian. It's like, okay, this is my side, this is your side. Like, that, that's what the whole thing was. Like, they, they overshadowed the talent. The tag title match with the match of the night. And, like, also, with the SmackDown pay-per-views, even though SmackDown has been a superior show than Raw throughout the whole brand split, even though SmackDown has become more stale, the pay-per-views haven't even really been that great. They haven't lived up. We, have, we, we haven't really even cared about the SmackDown pay-per-views, and this was no exception. Because remember the last SmackDown pay-per-view, what was it? Um, uh, What was that? They, they didn't have TLC. Raw had TLC. What did SmackDown have I don't remember what the last one was. Um, or, did Smack, or did SmackDown have a pay-per-view in October? They may not have had one. Clash of Champions. I know Battleground. I think Survivor Series was the last one. Battleground, I think that was the last solo SmackDown one, and that felt extremely flat. Even if you look back at all the SmackDown papers, a lot of them fall extremely flat, and this this wasn't any exception. It's just, I don't know. It's like SmackDown needs another star, I think, to actually elevate that brand, and it was like, it's really like 
seen here. And I'm just going to give it a little slobber knock. Like you said, the talent is awesome. It's only a matter of time for Russo to in English because they're getting two over, and it's not what WWE wants. It's right. just that organic stuff. It's like, okay, well, you weren't supposed to be this good, but this is good, so we'll put you on .com. That's not fun. Yeah. But I'll just give it a little slobber knocker because I, didn't, I do respect the talent, but it's just you have to care. SmackDown doesn't give you a reason to care about their pay-per-views. Agreed. Eck, your rating? I'm going to give it a solid slobber knocker. Okay. Uh, um, reason being, I've gone back. I've rewatched a few matches. There were some matches that were good, aside from just the uh, Fatal 4-Way tag match. Um, I also got to keep, you know, I can't say nothing negative because Jinder still doesn't have the belt. So that's <laughs> that's always a, a good thing, leaving the pay-per-view. And, um, you know, we're at 101 episodes. We are. So if we reverse 100 episodes, my best friend mentions Dolph Ziggler, and he says, that poor man. Well, apparently <laughs> that, poor, that poor man got a good win. So that's another reason why I, I can't give it a, a jobber. Yeah, um, that's fair. So maybe this is the one area where we're actually lower on the product than Laugh. Because <laughs> Laugh seems to always enjoy the network specials, and he hates everything else. We seem to find a lot more to like on the weekly shows, but we have been a little bit lower on the network specials. That is um, a good point. The main story, as we said, was Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon. The match was Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn facing uh, Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, we basically got what we expected. Brian and Shane got into it a little bit. Brian got knocked into Shane to break up a three count. Shane did a vintage Simba, stopping <laughs> at the two count. And then we got Dan he, Bryan. All he did was didn't give him the bird. Yeah, exactly. Trying to screw more Canadians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Daniel Bryan hit the fast count for Sami Zayn. To get the win, I'm pretty sure we all knew KO and Sammy were going to win. Or Sam Zayn, as I Sam still Zane. appreciate New Day calling him for that little bit. Um, I honestly don't even remember whether the match was good or not. I just, like you said, was watching what Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon were doing. Yeah, that was the whole emphasis of the match. Like, what's Bryan and Shane going to do? Like, that whole, oh, this is my side, this is your side. Like, that, that was stupid. But vintage Shane, Shane fashion. Um, I, I was wondering how they were, that was even going to happen because I said maybe Shane will get knocked out or Dan Brown would be quoted as the enforcer, but he made himself another referee. That whole two referee in the ring thing, that was dumb. Like you said, we couldn't get into the match because they were so focused on Shane and Brian. Like the only thing I honestly really remember that was noteworthy was Owen's six star frog splash through the announce table. Yeah, I, I was, awesome. was going to point out. I mean, that was like the the highlight spot of the match. Um, going forward to SmackDown when Shane tries to praise Orton for an RKO, and it was the best RKO he's ever seen. And then I, I go and I'm rewatching the match, and I'm like, Shane's t- took in better RKOs from him 10 years ago. <laughs> I think so, he might have called know, it picturesque. I don't yeah. remember if that's what he called it or not, but I think he said I believe it. he did. I believe he um, did. Yeah, this match to me, it was fine. Like, I love two of the guys that were in it. Nakamura, not that I don't love him, but... I've kind of soured on him in the last few months, as I think we all have. Um, he has not gotten an opportunity to shine. Uh, I kind of was hoping we would have like a little more black and white here as to like somebody being a heel, somebody being the baby face. And I feel like Shades of Grey isn't bad, but it's like the worst kind of Shades of Grey, where it's like it doesn't really mean anything. It's kind of like saying something like, oh, it's not that bad. Like it doesn't mean anything. And I feel like the gray just gets grayer throughout the week. 
Yeah. At least with the storyline. Yeah. I, the show opens with Daniel Bryan. Ultimately, Shane comes down to have a little debate about what happened. Shane mentioned, at least, that he, at the time, didn't know that Daniel Bryan knocking him out of the three count was an accident. Now he knows. Brian says, all I wanted to do was save the land of opportunity. I liked it. The one thing I did like was Shane telling Daniel, like, I understand your empathy for them. Because basically, you see yourself in them. Um, And then Brian saying, like, he worries that he's going to turn into Mr. McMahon. Like, he wants to prevent that from happening. This, like, I could be looking back on this and saying I was too harsh if three or four weeks from now... We get, like, a really good Shane heel turn or, like, heel run. I don't know if that's what we're going to get, though. I feel like it's going to just kind of be this lukewarm, kind of, like, whatever storyline. Did either of you like this interaction between Daniel and so, Shane? So I think, I think you know, when you just brought up the thing about how Laugh looks uh, positively on the network specials and, you know, we, we look more positive on the, the TV, you know, I'm looking at it optimistically and I'm actually looking at it as it's happening, I'm like, this is kind of cool. You're not you really used to SmackDown kind of planting seeds for something to go all the way. And I think anyone that's kind of smart enough, you, you know, they don't typically spoil you too much in December. Um, you don't get a lot of great storylines. You may get a good match or two here and there. So I know the storyline is going to progress in that middle January period, and it's going to go towards the Rumble. Again, I don't know if it's directly going to be Shane Shane versus Brian, if that's something they're pushing off to Mania, which would make sense, if it's going to be his first match back, give it to him at the biggest show of the year. Um, my, my whole thing on it, I just look, I, you know, I actually got excited. I'm, I'm, they got me hook, line, and sink in it. Uh, I don't appreciate the whole level of grayism there because you got Daniel Bryan, who is sympathizing with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, but then he doesn't like Jinder Mahal. He doesn't respect him in the ring. And he really puts over AJ Styles. So he's like, all right, well, Jinder Mahal, I'm going to put I'm gonna put you, obviously, with the other two guys that are supposed to be heels. But I kind of like those two guys. When he booked the match, it just kind of felt weird to me. I'm like, yeah, I mean, this gray is really getting weird. Um, and I, it was said last week. I mean, if Daniel Bryan's going to be the heel in this storyline, no one's going to boo him. So he obviously has to be the face. Shane obviously has to stab him before he can before there's a chance for it to go the other direction. Yeah, and real quick before you go, Alo, this is another thing I meant to say. I was hoping we would get, like, I wanted a definitive, like, Daniel Bryan has sided with them. Mm-hmm. Not that he's a heel, but, like, he's like, I was you at once upon a time. I know what you're going through. I don't want to see what happened to me happen to you. And then it would make sense, like, because they would all be getting cheered. And they don't have to necessarily all be quote-unquote baby faces because the crowd is cheering them just because they're, like, the anti-best-for-business group. And that's what the fans like. So, Alo, your thoughts? Yeah, I like how they switched the tables here because we kept saying for weeks, like, how's this going to end? What's the end game going to be? And is Daniel Bryan going to end up turning heel? Because nobody's going to boo Daniel Bryan, but they'll boo Shane. So I like how Bryan switched the tables here. I did this because to be in, in the interest of fairness. So if you did, if you screw with them, you just turn to Mr. McMahon and do, quote-unquote, what's best for business. So they're trying to make Daniel Bryan the sympathetic figure and Shane the villain because Shane actually did try to screw Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn even though they're heels. And removing D- Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens from that situation puts Daniel Bryan by himself. And, by himself. So 
since, I, since I like it so much, I think that Shane will fire Brian soon. Because Brian said, if you don't like it, fire me. Cause That's Shane, not the first time he said it either. Yeah, so I think Shane's going to embrace the whole... Um, we, we talked about Star Wars, the entire du- the dark side, and become <laughs> Mr. McMahon, mm-hmm. maybe. And well, then Daniel can embrace the madness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I kind of think um, Shane might embrace the dark side a bit and kind of like turn to that authority figure that Daniel Bryan tried, tried to... Well, but Daniel Bryan's basically been fighting for his whole career, for, whole career at least for the last four years. Yeah. Um, I did thoroughly enjoy... Owens and Zayn trying so to celebrate good. with so Daniel <laughs> with champagne and him yeah, not yeah, wanting any part so of it. The, the, the best part was, you know, Randy Orton, the face of the authority. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the centerpiece <laughs> of the authority. <laughs> yeah, and I like that both sides told Daniel, like, you can't trust them. Mm-hmm. Like Shane said, you can't trust Owens and Zayn, and Owens and Zayn told him, you can't trust Shane. So Daniel's, like, in the middle of you know, two different sides that he probably can't really trust either one of them, which could be interesting. So I don't hate this. I, I think that they could have done a better job, but I'm at least, like, I want to see where only, it goes. As much as it's somewhat predictable and as you can expect it, am I the only one that's going to hate it if Shane ends up with Owens and Zayn? I wouldn't like it. I wouldn't like it either. I just think it, it, it's going so far backwards because it's just like, well, then, you know, what was the whole point of everything? Right. Yeah, it would just negate everything that we've already already seen. Yeah, and then for Shane, well, Brian's trying to save talent, and that's the whole thing. Brian's trying to save the show, but it's like, okay, what about Owens and Zane? You want to move them away? I, I think the best move is for them to move away and let it just be Shane and Brian. But who knows what, what they're going to go moving forward. Because I think Shane's going to fire Brian. By, if not by the end of the, the year, we got two SmackDowns left, I think. Or two SmackDowns? One, no, it's actually one SmackDown. One left. SmackDown, yeah. If not this SmackDown, it'll be sometime early January, and then that'll start the whole build up to the match at WrestleMania. I don't know how you get there, but I think I do think Brian's face is Shane at WrestleMania. Yeah, if that's what we're getting to, like that's a, a journey that I'm willing to go. Yeah, and then I just noticed that WrestleMania is in New Orleans, where he did win the titles at right. thirty. So it'll be it's a good point. It'll be a good a good moment, somewhat of a homecoming. For yeah, like full Brian. circle. Yeah. Um, KO and Zayn teamed up with Jinder against Orton Nakamura and AJ. Uh, Orton Nakamura and AJ won. I didn't feel this moved anything really forward. Match was fine. It was what it was for a six-man tag. I really um, felt like the match, like it, it's like that old thing. Like th- this is for kids because it's like okay, the the heels won the tag match on the pay per view. So here, you know, you're at TV. We're gonna put the baby faces to win. Right. Exactly. That's how I felt too. Like just formula. Um, AJ retained against Jinder as we mentioned match was fine again uh, AJ's awesome Jinder not on Is the same level obviously I like that he won with the submission um, yes and I, I did think there was good psychology in this match with both of them like attacking like AJ had his his ribs beat on throughout the whole match AJ was working on Jinder's leg the whole match as negative as I have been on gender, and I promise to continue, <laughs> um, at least the, the two good things. Uh, one thing, Michael Cole, a good thing SmackDown's got going for them. Um, it can be annoying that you got Corey Graves both night and you have um, 
what is it, Byron's on both nights as well. That that can be annoying, but SmackDown, the fact that we have commentary without Michael Cole makes everything so much smoother. Uh, I mean, it makes it makes the show so much easier to bear. Um, they didn't really overhype it like it was, you know, the most important match ever. They did state that, you know, it's 54, um, 54 years of the WWE's title, um, title's legacy on the line. Uh, Jinder Mahal has never lost a pay-per-view championship match uh, for the WWE title, m- making him sound credible. And then also, I did as much as I dislike, as much as I dislike Jinder, I did love him flexing at AJ and just trying to show <laughs> him like I'm that much bigger than you. Yeah, and he is a lot bigger than AJ. It is crazy how like big he is. You don't realize it. You know what I forgot until um, there was the issue when um, Daniel Bryan messed up uh, Shane's count. I forgot how much bigger Orton is than Daniel. Yeah, he's huge. Um, Alo, your thoughts, AJ and Jinder? I like how strong they made Jinder look, and they actually gave him made it look like he had an opportunity to win the title because, remember, he did hit the Colossal on mm-hmm. AJ. And it's been such a long time that we've seen the Calf Crusher and actually a long time since we've even seen that sequence where somebody has a submission locked in and he doesn't want to tap, but AJ with a beautiful roll-through gets Jinder to finally yeah. tap. So they did a good job making Jinder look credible and AJ moves on to who knows what next. Right. Something better, though. Yeah. Of Clearly. course. Can't get, can't get any worse. Um, I think we're all in agreement. Our match of the night was the fatal four-way tag match between Rusev and Nate English. Alpha 2.0, The New Day, and The Usos. I enjoyed this match. I know, Alo, you and I both predicted American Alpha 2.0 to win. I was rooting for Rusev Day. (laughs) I predicted The Usos. Yeah, in the end, I'm still happy that The Usos are the champs. And I like that Gable got to shine in this match because he looked incredible. Um, Alo, what what did you feel about the tag match? Obviously, I believe it lived up. I believe it lived yeah. up to your expectations. Yeah, yeah match. You, you better start with the flannel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I, I that. need that. The I black need, and yellow. I need. I can't find one with a proper yellow. I need that for New Orleans. But, you um, need the one. You need it to say the day one is from the back, just like theirs. <laughs> We, we could get that worked out if we can find the right as much, as we, much, we should get them a day seven. <laughs> day, seven <laughs> day seven-ish. Like I said, I'm not giving them my money from, from merch. They don't earn it. Yeah. But um, it's a, I thought this would be the match tonight, and it did end up being the match tonight. Chad Gable finally gets a chance. Anytime he gets a shine, which has been very few times, he he takes the ball and, and goes with it. He looked amazing in this match. We kind of, WWE... Even when Prep was saying this, they've gotten very formulaic because we saw the Usos taking naps. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, the Usos are going to win. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, damn it. Because I, I really wanted American Alpha 2 to win because they both deserve it. And Shelton Ben Shelton Benjamin. <laughs> he, he's shy. He still he still has it. Mm-hmm. He still has it. And that's like every chance got, every team got a chance to shine. Even Rusev and uh, A in English. I, there were chances where I thought they were going to win. So they actually did use the false finish as well for each team. But I don't have a problem with who won in... I can't wait to see what moves forward with the Usos and American Alpha 2. Yeah. Eck, lived up to your expectations? Yeah, I mean, specifically when you get the New Day and you get the Usos in a tag match, you know you you really can't be disappointed. Uh, I think me and my best friend could go roll around in the ring with them in a three-way tag, and it still might be matching. (laughs) Be better than an Enzo match. (laughs) Easily. Yeah, well, we, um, me and Aaron have a better chance of leaving with, with the tag titles. <laughs> um, Brazongo got destroyed by the Bludgeon Brothers. That's, they're done. Uh, yeah, they are. On poor, SmackDown. Poor guys. Poor yeah. Guys. So, I mean, 
I mean, obviously it was SmackDown, um, American Alpha 2.0 getting the win over uh, the Usos. You got to think they're going to be back in line for a one-on-one match, but it obviously seems like they're grooming the Bludgeon Brothers to be there, which it's just a shame. Prizango deserves it so much more. They really do. Like they deserved, even if not even a rain, they deserve to at least hold it for a night. Like if they won it on a Sunday and lost it on a Tuesday, they earned at least it, that. If if Scrub Zack Ryder could get the IC title for 24 hours, <laughs> give Prizango the, the tag titles for 24 hours. Jeez. I, I agree. Um, so yeah, they got a they got a clean win over the Usos, which was impressive. Um, segment with the New Day in holiday costumes, pushing merch. Rusev dressed as Santa Claus. The little glasses he was wearing was a nice touch. Aiden English was he Olaf from Frozen? I don't know. <laughs> he was dressed as a snowman. And I don't know if you guys caught it, but Rusev channeled the Iron Sheik Did when he, he said "Hak Tui" <laughs> to your pancakes. Um, and Big finishing e, move and finishing move and slam. Yeah, Biggie snapped at the pancakes <laughs> being this. The you flapped the wrong jacks, I believe, is what Biggie said. How about Aiden English singing backstage? Awesome. I mean, they are great, and they are so over. It's crazy. Um, New Day got the win. I always like to see Xavier get to do the elbow and get the pinfall. But when they were throwing out Rusev's gifts and they found his underwear and he ran in and hit it in his Santa coat. Um, and Aiden English selling his face in the pancake, <laughs> I thought was priceless. Corey like he, Graves yelling about the pancake yeah. was great. Get Aiden, Aiden English sold it like he just got stabbed or shot. <laughs> like, I thought that was excellent. Um, how many more weeks before Rusev and English are on dot .com exclusively? <laughs> A month. <laughs> Next week. January. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what they're gonna do. I think that they also have earned something. <laughs> what exactly? I don't know. But like they both have been great. Um, and I'm just worried now that it's about to all go south within, like you said, within a month. Um, Ziggler won the U.S. title over Baron Corbin and Bobby Roode. I personally don't really care. Like. Because I just have no faith that they'll do anything worthwhile with Ziggler. I know what they did on SmackDown. I'm crossing Might my fingers. Might imply that they're doing something. He had the crossing celebration and he walked out. Um, and and hold on, secondary match of the night: the U.S. title three-way. You think that was the second best match of the night? Second best ma- match of the night. We all just stated how all four teams in the tag title match got to look strong. The false finishes looked good in the three-way. There was good spots. No one, I mean, especially with, with the way it ended, you know, there was two finishing, you know, Baron Corbin goes for the end of the days. Dolph Ziggler hits the zigzag. Both guys are out from finishing moves. No one's really looking bad. Uh, previous to that, Bobby Roode hit multiple glorious DDTs and had the match won, but someone kept causing, a, you know, a cancellation to the pinfall. Match was solid. I'm happy to see Ziggler win, especially because, you know, a couple months ago, everyone, we, I mean, there's still obviously the chance everyone's on, on social media, you know, flapping around as if he quit, if he's gone. But I, I see him still here for a nice little while. And I think they can do something right with him. I, I think he might be the best person to put that title on right now. Well, I think clearly. Because especially okay. out of those three, out of those three, 
we all know Baron Corbin's terrible on the mic. He's awful on the mic. Um, we kind of want to give him a chance because he has a decent character, and he's not the worst person ever in the ring. Meanwhile, you got Bobby Roode, who my best friend hates him as a face. So <laughs> do, do you really want to see him as a face as United States champion? Maybe if he was a heel, maybe that's something people would be even a little more excited for, something to sink their teeth in. But Dolph Ziggler, with this new gimmick, new direction he may go, I'm interested. I Honestly, when I watch SmackDown next week, the only thing I will be fast-forwarding for will be whatever segment has to do with the U.S. title. <laughs> I want to see what I, I want to see whatever advancement happens with um, with Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon. But the only thing I care about right now is Dolph Ziggler and this U.S. title. Halo, your thoughts? <sighs> Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> <clears throat> like <clears throat> we we said that him being there was very odd because it came out of nowhere. You haven't seen him since what? Um, what was it, October when he fought Bobby Roode for the Bobby Roode? I thought we haven't seen him since you saw him at King of Prussia. <laughs> might might be further back than that, <laughs> but I said like <clears throat> I thought he was in there to give Bobby Roode the pinfall since Bobby Roode has defeated him and they would make Baron Corbin look more credible. But even on SmackDown, it's like. I don't care because, like, they, they give him this stale character with this horrible cadence, and he did the entrance thing. It's like nobody cares and nobody missed him. Like, I like Dolph Ziggler. Oh, I've always have, always will. But they haven't given us any reason to care about this. Like, when he won the U.S. title, I popped. I was happy for the guy. Cause like, okay, maybe we got something here. But ever since last year, we just feel with the Miz for the IC title. They've done nothing with him, and he's been out of place ever since. So if like even his title, his title one wasn't even warranted. It's like he just came out, and basically the U.S. title has basically been nothing since Kevin Owens dropped it. It's just been a prop for people. AJ, AJ did a fake open challenge. Then Barry Corbin, you forget he's a U.S. champion, and honestly, you forget about the whole title in general. And Dolph Ziggler relinquishing it maybe actually gives it well leaving it in the ring may actually give you something to care about the U.S. title because it's just a it's just a belt at this point. It yeah. doesn't mean anything. Speaking of it just being a belt, here I go. I got to be a mark. I'm just excited because at least he's a company guy. And you know how they are about company guys. If they're going to change the title, it's got to be with the company guy. Hopefully, this is the time where we finally get a facelift on that belt. So you think they might get a new U.S. title? I I think maybe like his whole thing was, I'll give you something to to remember me by or something, you know, because you can't remember all the titles he won. Boom, he's going to leave that there. And then next week you'll see him with a new one. That, well, that, that would be something, at least. <laughs> we'll see. I'm not invested in it yet. That doesn't mean I, I haven't closed my mind to it. But you know my feeling. I feel like whenever Ziggler's involved, you kind of always know it's going to get cut off. So we'll see. I hope it doesn't for his sake because I think he's earned something. I just don't know that they're going to give him something. We'll see, though. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm remaining optimistic. Yeah, well, I'm glad that you are. Um, Someone's got it. Yeah, we can't all be negative. Um, Charlotte retained against Natty. I thought this match was okay. Not the best one they've ever had. We Wait. got a cash-in attempt. And but, oh, it was cash-in, right? Aaron, Aaron, <laughs> guarantee cash-in. Attempt. <laughs> oh, <it> sucks. <laughs> yeah. Dang it. I, gu- I guess Rumble will get a cash-in, right? Who knows anymore? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm definitely not predicting it for Rumble because I think there's a lot else going on. Um, I think. We might. I think they, we, just don't predict it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I promise you, I won't. Um. What did you think of the match, Halo? 
match was fine. Like I said, we've seen Charlotte and Natty go at it a bunch of times. They like said I can't. They don't have bad matches, but I think this suffer from the we've seen it too many times already. Itis, especially <laughs> in, in, especially in this point because they've won it what four times in the last what two three months, and the lumberjills the lumberjill the lumberjack stipulation was in effect, but that's not that much different of a match. So it's but so much of a story you could tell, even though you've had the riot squad with the formerly known Wilkman committee bet going back and forth, but it wasn't much to go off. I thought the Lumberjacks were like really good and they actually played their role very well. Even with the Carmella Cash, I thought it was a, I thought it was a nice touch. I would like a little bit more out of that, but it was it was what it was. Yeah, that got cut off really quick. Yeah. Um, and on SmackDown, we had Charlotte congratulating uh, all the women because they're going to have they officially announced the women's royal. We'll get Rumble. to that. Uh, we will get to that. Naomi yes. Naomi entered and made herself the first participant. So <laughs> she managed to get a chicken head chant going about the Riot Squad. Has there ever been a chicken heads chant? I don't remember ever hearing one. They Maybe The Rock made, made it happen once. But that's <laughs> Maybe. Um, Charlotte and Naomi beat the Riot Squad in a tag match. Not really anything else happened with the women. We don't have any more info on Natty walking out crying. Not that she was ever bad in the ring, but I do feel like Naomi's in-ring performance is shining much brighter than it has. So, I agree, and I think that that is... I think she got... She was always a great athlete, and she would do certain moves that like looked good, but I think because she actually gets more of an opportunity to have real matches, she's probably just getting better, um, which I think is probably reasonable. To expect, do you agree with that? That her in ring is shining more. Yeah, and at the same time, same with Naomi because even when she was champion, we also thought the um, women's division was like real stagnant because she, she, when she was champion. But the whole the whole old saying of less is best and less or less is more with Naomi, that's her because she's not. I said we know she's the best the best talker. Donovan said numerous times that she talks like somebody's old grandma, which <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree with. But with her, it's like her athleticism is always her athleticism is always shine, and we never t- took that from her. But less, a little bit less is best for Naomi. Yeah, I I agree. Um, Mojo got the win over Zack Ryder. Ten percent off belts off JB Toys. It <laughs> <laughs> expired. I know. Yeah. Anybody with any other thoughts on Clash of Champions or SmackDown? Because that was everything I had. Uh, in the words of my best friend, do better. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Thank you. Uh, On Raw, we actually got a Universal Championship segment. Angle officially made the announcement that we were going to get the epic (laughs) triple threat match between Braun Strowman, Kane, and Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship. The match nobody wanted, the match nobody needed to see. Uh, Brock took them both out. He barely hit that F5 on Kane. <laughs> For um, a fact, this storyline is pissing me off more and more by the day. Why is it by the off? Day. Just because of Kane's involvement? No. No. Honestly, I've been dying all day to say this to you. Kane, <laughs> as, as annoying as it is with him being back and him being in a main title storyline and him being so dominant as, you know, with him being a joke on and off for the past seven, eight years. I'd much rather see Kane win this match than I see Brock Lesnar win this match. Um, I can't stand, you know, I like the whole thing, like, play back to the past and all that, but you're telling me in 2015, 
the Royal Rumble was in Philadelphia. Brock Lesnar walked in with the WWE Championship, defended it in a triple threat match, and left with it. Then he goes and loses it at Mania. We're going to fast forward three years later. Brock Lesnar is going to walk into the Royal Rumble in Philly with a universal title, same belt, different color leather. He's going to go in there in another triple threat match, and he's going to end up leaving with it, and he's going to lose it at Mania. I'm already annoyed that he's going to carry the belt for a, a full year, and we're going to hear for maybe the next three to four years whether Brock leaves or not. Brock was the longest universal champion until you know somebody gets over a year reign with the thing. Which who knows when that's going to happen because they love it's just, changing the titles. How many times? How many times have we said WWE is you know formulaic? This is this is ridiculous. You're going to bring the same event to the same city. That you did three years ago. That is arguably one of... It's in my top two greatest matches I've ever watched live. It's arguably in my top two greatest triple threat matches of all time. It is probably Brock Lesnar's greatest performance. Aside from beating uh, John Cena when he mutilated him with like (laughs) 20 plus suplexes. That's probably his best match since coming back. Or at least since he's been in title pictures. You know, if we go 2015 and Orn... That's definitely in the past three years. That was his best match. The thing I'm not looking forward to is the fact that it's coming to our hometown and we have the chance to go see it, whether we do or not. Not not the topic is. Right. <laughs> if you are going, you're basically forced for the main event to have the same match, same result. And it won't be as good of a match because that match is great and this one won't be. <clears throat> exactly. Exactly. Well, you know all. All credit to Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman is going to put on a great match. But they had John Cena and Rollins to work in that match, too. And that was actually one of Rollins' biggest shining points, too. I mean, oh, yeah. that was like that when was he, awesome. you know, that's like really when they had all his lights running, you know. I, I'm just not looking forward to it um, as much as, it, you know, I'll say it now and I'll say it over the next five weeks. I hope Kane wins. <laughs> wow. I, I don't. <laughs> I, but here's the thing: if Kane wins, at least you're going to see the title every week. You mean you want him to win the title know, or win mayor? <laughs> it ain't it ain't my, my uh, town for him to be mayor, so I don't care. He could be a mayor anyway in Kennedy. I'd be hyped. I'll be a mark for him. But hey, the I look at it. Look, his his first WWF championship reign. What, what was that? Twenty four hours. Yep. So let him win it at the Rumble. Boom, he can lose it on Raw. Just, you know, let, let's if they want to repeat the past, cool. Let's let Kane win his last world title, and let's let, let it uh, go for 24 hours. I'm all about that. <laughs> yeah, Alo, your thoughts on this? 15 years too late. Um, I got a nitpick about Kurt Angle. It's true. It's real. It's damn true that he dips. Like, <laughs> like, like stop. It's now back to Kane. 15 years too late. I understand that him and Brock never face each other and all, but this match is not going to be good. Like Eric said. 2015 Rumble, Triple Threat, top three, top top three Triple Threat matches of all time. That match was excellent, but nobody wants to see this match. And in 2015, why is Kane in a prominent position still? I, I really don't get it. Like like you said a few weeks ago, Vince thinks Kane's over. He really thinks it's over. Like, why they, they love the Attitude Era. Let's give them Kane. Like... They probably look at it. They love the Undertaker. Let's give him their brother. It's like, like, like the Undertaker will work because Undertaker is more popular than Kane, and he doesn't have a bad wig. But <laughs> like this, this is not going to be good. It really, it really isn't. And 
Braun and Kane, like I've been a big fan of Braun throughout throughout the year this past year, but him carrying a show against Kane is not going to work at all. Right. Um, moving on because I don't have anything else I want to talk about with them. Um, we could just jumble up the Intercontinental Championship and the Tag Team Championships. Even though Roman was not there, Roman was missed drastically because Raw was horrible. Um, well, well, his two poor brothers. <laughs> Yeah, well, oh, Dean Ambrose apparently has a legit elbow injury. Um, I have to say, I love Jordan Weasel to his way into <laughs> another match he wasn't supposed to have. Two, actually. Um, I'm really enjoying this, and he keeps coming up short in all these matches. So if he there was keeps ever a thinking time, he deserves them and keeps losing them. If there was ever a time for him to think he's the prototype John Cena, when he shoved Seth Rollins, he should have said, Ruthless! Aggressive. <laughs> poor Seth Rollins. He was WWE champion a year ago, and now he's getting shoved to the floor by Kurt Angle's whiny son. Yeah. Um, another highlight for me with this was when they were both arguing over who was going to fight Samoa Joe, and Joe comes out and says, I feel like the bell of the ball. All the popular boys want to dance with me. I thought that was a great line. Um, I love just every time they cut to him watching the match, the looks on his face. The towel over his shoulders. Joe is one of my favorite things in <laughs> WWE. Um, I'm in, really enjoying what they're doing with Jordan. Dean is probably going to be out with an injury for a while. I also read that they uh, took him off Up a lot of the six advertising months. for upcoming yeah, The events. report was six months, but that's not confirmed. Um, yeah, I mean, they're saying worst case would be six months. So worst case, he's going to miss Mania. Yeah, I mean. Mania guys, and Rumble and Chamber. Yeah, it's going to be a while. Yeah, that's that's interesting because we talked about Russell, talked about how they hold things off, especially with WrestleMania. Like, I thought the WrestleMania match was Seth versus Dean, but that's not going to happen right now. So I wonder where we're going to go from there. You know, yeah. it, it seems it seems almost so sad because you know they wanted so bad to put the uh, the Shield back together, and it's there's delay after delay. I mean, uh, Roman being sick, and then they lose the tag titles, and then it's. All right, well, you know, Roman's away for Raw this week, and Dean suffers this injury, so, you know, Shield really is is going to be done. Yeah, like, who knows they, what's going to happen with they, that. They now. can be, you know, civil guys in the back, but they uh, that whole Shield gimmick is, is sore and Paul's for sure. Yeah, and then it, it was, they even go all in with it. Like, we not, we had the Roman injury and all, but still, like, unless it's all three of them together, they don't even come out together. They just come out to their own individual music, so they're not even being a collective unit. When they all together, they call themselves a shield, but even when it's two out of three, they're not embracing a whole shield thing. Yeah. yeah. And they're not doing the shield gear no more? Yeah. Yeah, I like. I really wanted to see, this was my fantasy booking, I wanted to see Dean and Seth make it to Mania as the tag champs, I wanted to see Roman make it to Mania as the IC champ, and win the Universal Championship, and then the shield would hold the two main titles and the tag titles I thought would have been great. Um, obviously that is not going to happen. Um, poor Dino. Yeah. I, I mean, it was good stuff from all these guys, but it's a shame. Although I am really encouraged that they seem to have like found something to build off of with Jason Jordan, which I think is good. Uh, the revival were back. Unfortunately, prep is not here to discuss it. <laughs> uh, they beat Rhino and Slater. I thought it was a good return for them. And then we got a backstage segment with Angle <laughs> saying that Rhino and Slater need to toughen up to get more opportunities. And Slater jumped right back into his old gimmick of, what, is he going to fire us? I got kids. I got a pool. 
and now they they set up some tension between Slater and Rhino. So, but gonna, Rhino's got a plan. Yeah, we're gonna get something with them coming up, which I'm happy about because I like both of those guys. And Love Slater, those guys. Slater is hilarious. <laughs> Anybody else happy about that? I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm all about it. You know I love both those guys. Rhino more. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad the Revival's back because, like I said, the tag team division needs it because who knows where they're going to go with Ambrose out. And what's, what was I going to say? How, how great was the bar and Joe's attack on Ambrose backstage to actually awesome. finish off the whole injury job? Mm-hmm. That was great. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. Really cringe, sold the injury. I cringe, but that's, that's me being a lover, you know? <laughs> Nothing wrong with cringing over that. Um, one of my highlights from the tag division was seeing Dana Brooke backstage <laughs> with glasses on, taking notes, really fulfilling her role as statistician and research and develop, heading up research and development for Titus Worldwide. I don't know where they're going with this. I don't know what they're doing. I love this. But the whole thing was worth it just for that shot alone. I, I loved it. I know Laugh probably hated it. But I got... He, he was probably uh, getting pretzels and I yeah. saw all this happen. <laughs> yeah, I got like a legit laugh out of it when I saw that. I was so happy that they followed up with it. <laughs> Does anybody think we'll get more of this next week? I hope so. I hope I love this. Yeah, it, it deserves at least a solid 60 seconds every week. Okay, I, I hope we do get to see it. We're not even being, we haven't really been getting 30 seconds. So by the time we get to 60 seconds, we're really going to be uh, ooing and eyeing over it. <laughs> uh, speaking of Dana Brooke, as we mentioned, uh, Stephanie McMahon showed up, made the women's Ro- Royal Rumble match official. Um, real quick aside, Asuka destroyed Captain Fox again. Um, I did really enjoy Sasha, Mickey, and. Bailey interrupting Elias. I thought that was great. I loved Elias saying, "I usually don't like being interrupted, but it so ain't bad. Good. It ain't bad being me." So good. The lady, all the ladies want to walk with Elias. I loved it. I loved that he turned down so Bailey's good. hug. So good. Um, Elias. Yeah. <laughs> the, the lion. The lion. Elias. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, the ta- the six woman tag they had was whatever. Um, but Stephanie comes out to make the announcement. And then we get the whole women's division being oh out of character, God. all celebrating together. And you guys know I have been <laughs> up there with anybody in my happiness over what has happened for the women in the last few years since I started watching again. That I have Number been, one. I... Yeah, I've been championing every hurdle they clear, every new accomplishment, everything that gets thrown their way. Can we be done with the whole division celebrating together? Because... It, it takes I, everyone I hated out of character. It. I hated it. God, please I hated one. it. God, and and I, I swear, I swear, it's not from doing an episode last week with Laugh. I hated it because I've actually been trying to get more invested with it. Um, I have my gripes with Absolution. It has nothing to do with Mandy. Um, <laughs> but Ron has everything to do with Mandy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing. I mean. If these three women are supposed to be a threat, they jumped Alicia Fox a few weeks back, and then Alicia Fox loses a match to Asuka, and then she's holding hands with Absolution with a big smile on her face, and all of them are, you know, just chanting to the crowd, fist bumping, tears are coming down, and 
I'm, I'm trying not to put a um, five-letter word that's frowned upon, but <laughs> Stephanie McMahon is supposed to be the biggest witch to all these women. Um, the heat that Bailey has with her, the Sasha has with her, and then Stephanie comes out and panders to Sasha and says, Sasha, what were they chanting in your match in Dubai? I, I, I couldn't stand it. Um, this is something that's supposed to be important. Um, I, I mentioned this when we were reviewing SmackDown. In December, they don't want to give us all our details. They're not giving us everything with the, da- the Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon storyline. They're waiting until January. They're doing a lot of stuff right now that they're going to wait till January. I understand it. It's obvious. And, you know, women's wrestlers and um, vets, uh, retired female wrestlers, are on Twitter saying, you know, the winner of this match will get a match at Mania and face uh, either the Raw or SmackDown women's champion. And as common knowledge as that is, why can't Stephanie McMahon, she, instead of just coming out there and saying, here's the match, and then let's look at each other for two minutes and let's just do the yes chant. But you hate Daniel Bryan. Why are you doing the yes chant? Stephanie McMahon is the one that partitioned the yes chant. She wanted to do it the most. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that really it put a bad taste in my mouth. Um, I wanted them to say the obvious. Tell us. Tell us what it's going to be for. Because, of course, that's at the 11 o'clock hour. Troy's asleep. But if my 8-year-old son was sitting there watching with me, he would be like, well, what's the match for? Right. The ki- the, you know, the kids that they want this division really to go towards, they're not even getting that. And at this point, they're going to be more confused. Like, wait a minute, but these three girls, you know, why are they getting along with everyone? Yeah, it's silly. I mean, they, they really, and especially like, we see it a lot with the independents right now, but WWE really wants it to be known that this is a work. Yeah, they definitely do. Alo? Okay, before I destroy this, I want to <laughs> let everybody know, I'm all for women empowerment. Mm-hmm. Check my Facebook post, but I do call y'all <laughs> out on y'all foolishness. <laughs> Miss Two Fly has a lot of heat with me, by the way, <laughs> on my Facebook post. But, side note, fellows, we're burning headscarves and bonnets in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> so, flat out, I hated this. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, there's plenty, I'm going to hit plenty points here. So, Ryan last week hit about how Vince wanted to name Absolution PMS. And talked about all the things about going on with women and how they progress in the world and all this other stuff. So, women already have the stereotype of being... Happy one minute, then upset and angry the next. So you proved that stereotype right in the ring mm-hmm. by having a break kayfabe and all this stuff. So one minute they hate each other, it's like this legit blood feud, and then they're crying and hugging each other and raising each other's hand as a group. So like that made no sense. On the, first of all, then Stephanie music hits, and it's like the kids in the cafeteria are having a food fight or a fight's breaking out yeah. and the, the, the principal comes down and everybody stops what they're doing and gets in line. That, that, that's what this felt like for, to me. Mm-hmm. And Terrible. The thing about this segment was it didn't even have to be like this. Like, Stephanie could have came out and just by first by herself and addressed what's been going on in the women's division. So it wouldn't have been as broken kayfabe as there actually was. And she just said, okay, I'm, I've seen what's going on. You women have done this, you wouldn't have done that. And, like, if they weren't, they were all, like, separated somewhere in the ring, somewhere in the ramp, that would have been fine. And, like, when people talked about when the th- um, Be- Becky, Sasha, and um, Charlotte came up, how Stephanie took the spotlight or whatever she did in that moment, she didn't take the spotlight in that moment because that, the built-in story was Paige was trying to 
find Paige was trying to find help to take out the Bellas. And Stephanie introduced the three women in NXT that yeah. actually pioneered the women's revolution. But th- that fit there because they were introducing something. This did not work because of the way it was pr- it was pr- written and, th- and produced. It was backwards. If Stephanie came out and just been like, okay, I'm, I've seen what's going on. Absolution this, absolutely that. You women are going to be over in the first World Rumble. And then the whole crying thing, that did not have to be there. And then what is Alexa Bliss, your women's champion? What is she? What is she? She hasn't been on Raw. She's done anything on Raw, what, two, three weeks? Yeah. Except run out. And she wasn't even a focal point, a mention as a champion. And she's not even going to be the Royal Rumble because she's the champion. Exactly. You got you gotta her having a dot-com spot crying and crap. <laughs> and then... So and then Naomi says, "Oh, I'm making myself the first entrant in the, in the women's rumble. Oh, you're gonna be in the women's rumble." Yeah, yeah. Every every <laughs> single woman in on. You don't have to announce it. You're all going to be in. Yeah, it. There'll be few surprises, and the rest will get filled up by NXT women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree with all that. I don't like the idea that they'll they'll use the crutch and. Brian Gerard James uses this all the time <laughs> when people complain about booking. Like, oh, it's all about the character. It's all about the character. Well, Stephanie just came on there. It was like real life Stephanie and not the character Stephanie. So you can't pick and choose when somebody is a character and when they're not. They should be in character when they're on the show, and they can be out of character when they're off the show. Um, so, yeah, I, we're all in agreement. This annoyed all of us. Yahtzee. <laughs> Uh, cruiserweight championship. I don't have a lot to talk about. I didn't watch the match. I know Cedric beat Gulak. Gulak's nose was bleeding. I thought that was a great moment when he came back with like the tissue up his nose. I liked his little promo beforehand when he said he's a real hero like Jar Jar Binks. The perfect thing to do to get some heel heat. Uh, the Enzo Naya stuff still going on. Weird that they seem to not have any ability to talk to each other outside of backstage at Raw. <laughs> it just seems a little odd to me. That's the only place they can manage to talk. And then Gulak is just pretty much cock-blocking him at every turn. So good. And is so oblivious to it, which I think is hysterical. Has no idea he's doing it. So, now, so, so you're getting interested in it? No, I love Drew Gulak, and that's about it. The best part Gulak did was... I don't know if you, I don't want to break this news to you, but I lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I love Naya. Did you get my DM and say, well, if you want to, you can hang with me, you can hang with your boy Drew. Yeah. And I refer to the boondocks over this a lot mm. on this show. It's so like, homies over hoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I cannot stop laughing. I love this. Yeah, I hate Enzo. I hate this whole storyline, but I think Drew Gulak is a real treasure. And I'm not going to, I'm always going to try to watch what he does. At least on the microphone. Uh, we got another Bray Wyatt promo, which was about what you expect. We got a Woken Matt promo playing chess with Napoleon. <laughs> so using who, who was in a in the vessel of a goldfish. Um, so I good. thought this was hysterical. So good. Uh, Anything he does. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> great. Um, I like that they have stopped doing the back and forth mm-hmm. now. and They're getting their own promos. Uh, we had Finn against Bo and Axel. Hideo Itami saves Finn, and they end up in a tag match. I thought this was interesting because didn't mm-hmm. Finn debut in NXT mm-hmm. by helping Hideo Itami yeah. when he was outnumbered? Mm-hmm. They were called. They called that back. So I think that's like an interesting, interesting full circle moment for them. I'm glad to see Hideo Itami. That guy deserves it. He's been through a lot the last two years. Has been injured for most of it. 
Do you have any hopes for him having success on the main roster or no? No, he's going to two of <laughs> So, no, it's, it's over for him already. Um, anything else from Raw anybody wants to mention? How do you guys feel about the Mixed Match Challenge? I think it's interesting just that it's something different. And I like that it's going to be on a different platform. Have you watched the videos of some of the people tr- trying to get their partners a team, find a partner to team with them? I only saw Nia and Braun. Okay, you didn't see Sasha and Bailey talking about who they want their partners mm-hmm. to be. Sa- Bailey's like, but you're married. And <laughs> in this video of Bailey like, sneaking up on Finn Balor. <laughs> and um, Goldust is trying to find a tag team partner. It- it's great. I- like That stuff is fine because I think Vince won't even have a hand in it. Right. So I think it'll be a lot of fun. So that's on .com. Yeah. So that's a good place to, be, to watch. Well, it. those clips on .com, I believe the tournament's going to be on YouTube, on Facebook. Okay. Facebook. I'm sure it'll be on YouTube, too. Um, I want to congratulate Dwayne The Rock Johnson on getting his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I think that's awesome. Uh, he deserves it. The guy has, was, you know, one of the biggest stars that the business had ever seen at the height of their popularity. He's become a huge movie star. He does a lot to help people. He seems like a really good person that's trying to spread a lot of good in the world. So I'm happy for his success. What are my idols? Yeah. <laughs> and do we have any listener questions? Yes, we have a statement from the Godfather of the podcast. Okay. Laffrey. I don't think I have a prediction that will go wrong, but my complaint <laughs> this week is, this, is with Stephanie. These women have working their asses off, and Stephanie made the announcement trying to steal the spotlight. Look at me. Look at what I do for women in wrestling. We need to get more credit to Trish and Lita. Most of the current women looked up to them and wanted to be like them when they grew up. So a big shut up to you, Stephanie. You had nothing to do with this. Question. Does the women rumble excite you? Spoiler. I hate it. <laughs> Laugh. I'm in total agreement. I think we all are. Yeah, I had a question to point to you guys here. So we got... So Charlotte, the champions aren't going to be in the rumble. So let's say Charlotte and Lisa aren't in the rumble and they're still champions. Two answer question. Does Ra- do you does Ronda Rousey enter debut in the Rumble? Does she win? Do you think she'll win? Or do you think that WWE will put her in there? Okay, so before I answer, we actually had a question from Rusty Agostino. His listener question was, who wins the first ever Women's Royal Rumble? Obviously a little early to make predictions, but just go with your gut. So I'll throw that in there because that seems to be what we're getting into. So thank you for the question, Russ. Thank you for the question, Laugh, and thank you for the question, Halo. <laughs> so, basically, do we think Ronda will be in it? And does do do, does our heart want her to be in it, or do you think they'll put her in there to win? So, I I need a little more time to see how they build towards it. It's really early because we don't know what exactly they're doing. So, my initial gut reaction, like Russ asked for, is my prediction is that Ronda Rousey will win it. So I do think wow, she'll be really? in it, and I think she's going to win. Now, that could change after I watch the two shows next week. Now, what does your heart say? Who do I want to win? Yeah. Well, obviously, I want Sasha to win. Okay. I always want Sasha to win. <laughs> Never Eck? change, Pass. Never yeah. change. <laughs> Eck, what about uh, you? So, I don't know. I, I guess I may read a little too much into it. I, I see a lot of conflicting reports with Rousey. Um, again, I stated in the past, I'm all for her being involved in WWE. I love the idea of it. Um, eat, sleep, conquer, repeat, but just don't end up how he is four years later. Uh, <laughs> but again, I don't think the Rumble is going to be her debut. Uh, I think we'll see her after it, or maybe she'll be competing for the women's title at the Rumble. Um, my gut is saying I want Asuka to win. I think she's the right person to win. 
Um, I think they're going to want to put it on a company name person, and I think the winner will be Nikki Bella. Hmm. That's interesting. So I, I was thinking about Asuka, but I think it's like one way they can have her not win something where it's reasonable for her not to win. And like I don't think she needs to win a Rumble. Yeah. Like I think she'll be able to win the title on her own. So you think Nikki Bella? I'm going with Nikki Bella. Hmm. Alo? Well, I don't think the best thing I don't think the best thing for her is for Ronda is even to be nowhere anywhere near this because she'll just get tossed out like it's nothing. And she won't win, so it won't really validate her at all. But do I would I be surprised they put her in there and she wins? I wouldn't be surprised. Now who I think will win, I'm up in the air between Paige and Oscar. Because they've been teasing that whole Asuka and Paige thing, and they haven't had really had their match. But I would probably lean more towards Paige. It's kind of, it's kind of rough because I'm assuming, because I, I can see Asuka beating Alexa before Paige even gets an opportunity at it. Right. But I do think that may end up being the WrestleMania match, Asuka versus Paige. And if we even do get like a horsewoman thing, you'll get that with Sasha. Yeah, I'm, like I said, I may feel very differently about this by the time we get to our Rumble preview show. But my thing is, if they're going to do this Women's Rumble, they want it to be to get as much notice and as much notoriety as possible and as much publicity as possible. And the best way for them to do that is to have Ronda Rousey be a part of it. And if Ronda Rousey is going to be a part of it, I think they're going to have her win. Like I think that's why they had Charlotte win that triple threat match at Mania, because they knew... We're advertising that our champions are going to be on Good Morning America tomorrow. The person that we think is the is going to represent us best is Ric Flair's daughter, not Sasha Banks. I think that's that will be some of the thinking that may go into it. Like I said, I may think differently about it next week, but like my just initial gut reaction is she'll be involved and she'll win because they want that publicity. Um, everything for listener questions? Yep. Well, I'm not going to make a big thing about it this week. I just want to say basketball season, we are, I believe, about 30, 31 games into the season. Roughly close to 40% of the way into the season. Two more games left between the Cavaliers and the Philadelphia 76ers. I want to just make my weekly invite to LeBron James. We will have a throne ready for the King on Matt Madness Unsanctioned anytime he is ready. The throne will be waiting. So, LeBron, we're 101 episodes in now. We haven't had you on the show. 99 left to reach my goal of getting LeBron on the show by episode 200. So, please take me up on the offer, King James. Um, any well, thoughts? Well, as a little pass, as a little cherry on the top mm-hmm. for Mr. James, um, word broke that a um, his first shoe, the Air Zoom Generation, uh, there was a friends and family player exclusive colorway uh from his high school st mm-hmm. vincent st mary now i'm not a lebron guy but green is my color it and is. i am highly in need of those shoes so <laughs> lebron if you want to come embrace the madness bring me either a size nine or size nine and a half i will make sure we have hoodies shirts and more with uh matt madness logos for you to, so you can uh embrace the madness with us that was a good pitch eh? beautifully spoken best sound like the end of the month <laughs> it's nearing I need those. And also, I need those. I need those like I need that deal. <laughs> also, LeBron, we have a special award show next week that we're formally inviting you to. It's, it's a bow I'll take t- the shoes early. I'll take a, the shoes early. It's a bow tie affair. So if you want LeBron, you can follow us on Instagram at Matt Madness Pod and on Twitter at Matt Madness Pod as well to see our nominees for next week's 
It's award show. Hmm. Did you want to give them a preview of the nominees, or you want to save it for um, next week? If we have time, you have time. For Let's it? do it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So for rivalry of the year, Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon, Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman, Usos versus New Day, AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon, Rollins and Ambrose versus The Bar. Women's match of the year. Oscar versus Ember Moon, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3. Women's Money in the Bank ladder match, Money in the Bank. Charlotte versus Alexa Bliss Survivor Series. Fatal 4-Way NXT TakeOver War Games. Oscar versus Ruby Wright versus Nikki Cross, TakeOver Chicago. Women's Superstar of the Year. Oscar, Alexa Bliss, Naomi, Natalia, Charlotte Flair. Talking All This Madness Award for the Best Talker. Kevin Owens, Alexa Bliss, The Miz, Elias, Chris Jericho. Network Special of the Year, WrestleMania, TakeOver Brooklyn 3, TakeOver War Games, Great Balls of Fire, Royal Rumble. Markout Moment of the Year, Hardy Boys Return at WrestleMania, Adam Cole Debut, TakeOver Brooklyn 3, Kurt Angle Return at WrestleMania Weekend, Shane McMahon Off the Cage, Hell in a Cell, The Shield Reunites. Tag Team of the Year, Usos, New Day, Seamus Cesaro, Authors of Pain, Hardys, Breakout Star of the Year, my personal favorite, and <laughs> can't wait to see where this goes. Neville, Andrade Cien Almas, Carmella, Elias, Jinder Mahal. Superstar of the Year, Brock Lesnar, AJ Styles, Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens, Braun Strowman. And finally, Match of the Year, John Cena versus AJ Styles, Royal Rumble, Usos versus New Day, SummerSlam pre-show, unfortunately. <laughs> Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon, Hell in a Cell. Pete Dunn versus Tyler Bate, UK title match takeover Chicago, and Alistair Black versus the Velveteen Dream NXT takeover War Games. A lot of interesting choices. I see one glaring omission. <laughs> I cannot believe that I was not nominated for the Talking Band <laughs> for my for my work on Ronnie versus the World. <laughs> the biggest just dumb. like just like I cannot believe. That Finn Balor versus AJ Styles is not in there for match of the year. <laughs> yeah, you were very upset about that. You dude. you were solo on that one, bestie. <laughs> um, so those are our awards for next week. That um, Delaware water is getting to you. <laughs> you think that's what it is? That Delaware tap. Got <laughs> Yeah, those are our awards. Those are our categories. Those are our nominees for next week. Winners will be chosen on episode 102 next week. Uh, listen to Falls Count Anywhere. Listen to The Perfect Edge. Keep an eye out for unsanctions and throwbacks as they are released. Five-star ratings and reviews on iTunes. Alo, last thing, you want to move a little merch before we get out of here? Whatamaneuver.net to embrace the madness game or your Matt Madness gear and colinnoble.com and use promo code MattMan for 10% off your order. All right. Only working promo codes in the game that we're aware of. Um, I don't know how long that's going to last. Could be for the foreseeable future. But... Thank you for listening. For Act 2 Fly, Eric Trambicki. For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd. We call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week. Hop on the top rope, by the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now. Hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. This is Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again, fans mocking man. Man, I hate my balls. Shut the mystery man, it ain't safe to land. Off the cell, fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.